This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I know it's been a week since I last did the Nina Kaza show, but I feel like I've aged a good 20 years after that game. Oh, my God. 3-2 to Liverpool against Newcastle United. They did not make things easy. I thought it would be a walk in the park because, you know, Rafa is everyone's dad. And, you know, like a good parent, he wants the best for his children. Obviously not the case. Um, it really puts through through everything and every emotion there. 3-2 it finished. Late night, late night drama and, you know, last minute drama from almost Ivo Carigi as well. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Well, you know what? There's lots to talk, and there's plenty of talking points as well. So it's kind of bittersweet in some regards, but we don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. But joining me to discuss this game, oh my God, and try making sense of it all, I have two very, very incredible guests for you. So let me introduce them. First up, I am joined by a contributor on the USA podcast. He's an awesome friend of mine. He's a great guy. He has some great, great opinions on Liverpool Football Club. Um, it's been a while since he's been on this pod, actually, so it's an honour to have him back on. It's Kev Hegarty. Kev, how are you? About half of that is true. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I'm good. That was a football match that happened. I don't <laughs> I don't exactly know what to think of it. And if, if Rafa is the, the parent, he's definitely the uh, the one that lets their kid cry it out in the in the crib. That's the him. That, uh, strict parent. You when you're upset. Yeah, very strict. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, and joining Kev, I am joined by <laughs> Mr. Reliable on the Nina Kauser show. Um, he has an incredible record. When he's on, we don't lose. It's it's Joe Cousy, man. Joe, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Nina. How are you doing? I'm good. Anyway, before you joined and we were waiting around for you, one of our awesome subscribers, um, uh, name is Ali1892LFC, said, if I knew Cousy was on, I'd have relaxed in the knowledge that he has a 100% record. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't relaxed. (laughs) Definitely wasn't. And, um, you know, the the unbeaten record is all good, but Jaws was no good, as you know. Yes. So, um, yeah. Um, was shitting it in those last few minutes, but um, yeah, I'm sure we'll go on to discuss it in in detail. 
We will, but before we actually discuss it in detail, I was actually thinking long and hard about this, and one of my iconic Newcastle games was, of course, the 4-3. Do you remember back in 96? And that's what got me hooked to Liverpool. And I think for maybe the younger fans, this might be their that. I had a bad feeling in the last few minutes that they might get revenge for the 4-3. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because roles were reversed then. It was them going for the title. Yes. Uh, On closing in. (laughs) Exactly. And I was thinking, shit, are they going to do a role reversal here? Um, It would be so liverable to have a narrative like that. But um, thankfully not. We managed to avoid it. Thankfully not. No, at the moment, I don't think we have any callers. um, So it's just us three at the moment. So you know what? Let's chat about things. And I th- actually, we do have a caller. It's Mr. Producer himself, Gags Tandon. Come on then, Gags Tandon. You're just uh, talking about being relaxed. Can I be honest with you? Totally honest. At 2-2, uh, I hadn't switched the heater on. At 2-2, I switched the heater on. Oh, and I sat back and I said, we are scoring. There is, this, this, is a, this is definitely happening. There is no way we are not scoring. I was so comfortable in my seat i was angry at some of the stuff i was seeing on the tv but i i just knew something was coming i don't know why i don't know how but i felt actually confident that we were going to score even though we hadn't had a shot for something like half an hour like literally the only shot in the last i think 45 minutes including the eight minutes of injury time was that own goal or whatever really header there was no other shot that was it that was um, that's unbelievable so since Sturridge, there was no other shot. So I don't know how or why, but this team has made me feel like just expect something to happen at the end of the game. Just expect them not to give up or to pick up with some magic. I don't know, but that is how how much, you know, I believe in them. It's unbelievable. They've turned me. They've turned me, honestly. So... I know so many people saying that just they were just depressed or doubted, but at that point, I can promise you, I was still believing that we were going to score. And I, I love that, and I'll be interested to see what the lads have to say because I've kind of been conditioned, and um, I have um, a long-standing stat with this: and Liverpool disrespect my birthday. And I have a long <laughs> list of things. We lost to Atletico Madrid in the Europa League in the semi-final. We've lost to Hull City. We've lost to Chelsea. We lost to Chelsea again where we threw, where, um, Gerard slip. You know, that was around my, around my birthday. Um, I think we lost, um, did we lose to Chelsea last year as well? Yep. Um, so that, and we lost to Villarreal, um, at the first leg in the Europa League under Jurgen Klopp. So I have a really long list of Liverpool not doing well around my birthday. And of course, um, straight after my birthday, we lost 3-0 to Barcelona. So. To me, I've, I've been conditioned, so I'm intrigued to see how the lads felt. Even though I've never, I never doubt the lads, and I think they've had an incredible season. And even had things not gone as planned today, I wouldn't have disrespected them in any way, shape, or form. I'd applaud them for a very good season that they've had, but I'd be very, very bitterly disappointed as to how it ended. I want to get your thoughts, lads. Uh, Kev, I'll come to you first. Were you as calm and relaxed as Gags, despite that he gave you that stat that the last shot we had was actually the Daniel Sturridge one? Kev? Kevin! That's my um, home Oh my alone god, you sounded like Home Alone. Oh, that's, that's what I was trying to do. I was going to stay in, go to Cuz, because Kev's yeah. run off. 
Okay, uh, Cozy, I'll come to you. <laughs> Kev's done a runner. Yes, done a runner. That game was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I felt really confident in the beginning because we were playing fantastic. Um, and then all of a sudden, they score and we look vulnerable and you're thinking, shit, are we going to fuck this up? But if we're, if we're going to sort of just focus on that, that last period that Gags was, um, was, was talking about where uh, Mo goes off and it doesn't look like we're going to do anything. Um, I, I definitely had doubts because the team looked like they sort of lost the plot a bit. Um, emotionally, they looked drained. Um, we couldn't really pass. We couldn't really string two or three passes together. It, it didn't look as if we were going to create anything. Um, if we were to get a chance, it was going to be like an up and under. Van Dyke, I think, went up front for a number of set pieces, and I think he stayed up um, for some, for some of the actions. And um, and yeah, it, it looked. I was sort of carrying on a set piece or something to create anything because it didn't look like we were going to do much in in open play. Um, but um, did I lose belief? I think a little bit, if if I'm honest. Um, it it didn't look good in the, in in that in that sort of period after after Mo went off. And um, and Klopp made the substitutions, and, and we just we didn't look good defensively, and we didn't look good on the ball either. And uh, if anything, it looked like Newcastle might score again. Um, but yeah, as 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 you mentioned, and um, pulled it out of the fire again. They keep showing that graphic on Sky where we've scored. I think it's is it twenty four goals now in the last fifteen minutes of matches. Sometimes when they show that graphic, is it, it sort of gives you belief. But they've done it so many times this season, that surely they can do it again. And um, yeah, they pulled it off again, which is um, yeah, pretty amazing. No, um, absolutely, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I think Kev might Kev be having gone. yeah. In a sec, hopefully it will work when he's back. But um, yeah, I mean, I think what Cousy just said there in terms of the the graphic that was more they were just piling it more on, you know, to say. This is this is this is Liverpool. They will score at the end of it. Just, just. Um, I was literally on my <laughs> ceiling. I, somebody had to scrape me off it because I just couldn't. I just can't believe. I, it's just momentous pride. It's true. I, I hope my brother. We don't even text each other. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, Kev. Physical actually <laughs> hooked my brother. People we don't even text each other. <laughs> <laughs> so funny but yeah sorry immense pride right now we're going to the last day of the season when did we last go to the last day of the season and be involved in a title race i know it's unlikely but come on that's that's something uh it's going to be a record points title for us um nothing that we can be you know, we can be proud of it but i know it's going to be a kick if it doesn't go but we're in it. We're in it. We're in it to win it. So come on, we can do this. We're Back in it to done. win it. Absolutely. And Kev, I'm going to let you have um, your say. What Gags was saying as well, like his belief never went. I was a little bit more. Oh gosh, I'm used to this, and maybe I should just prepare myself for the worst. And because uh, he was quite similar to me as well, has immense belief. Um, where were you when we were two all and we needed that goal? And of course, everything went horribly wrong with the muscle injury and stuff as well. Absolutely bricking it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't think we would lose, um, but you know, and I said before the match, I thought we, that we it, it might just be a, that we draw, draw this match. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I was breaking it, and I didn't have the faith that Gags had. But it, uh, the heater prevailed, and um, yeah, somebody just Steve said in the in the chat, make sure you turn it off and store it for Wolves Gags. Uh, <laughs> He's taking it to Anfield with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need it, I think. I'll fucking need it. Um, but he's right. But Gags is right. Ultimately, like it, it, 
it's it, this may this season may end in disappointment and it looks like it, it may by by you know small margins but what is it we would win every single league title aside from this one and last year right if we win if mm-hmm. we win out against wolves that's nuts um and it's it'll be disappointing but you know this team is is pretty incredible but yeah for the the point in the match i was once mo goes off you can see the shift in the not the mentality because i hate that word but you know like the just the playing it looked kind of lax everybody and it does um, it does focused. play on the players mind though you're yeah. not wrong if your best one of your best players is off you know it's almost like shit and that does trickle down to yeah. players and their psychology i don't care what anyone says any other team too yes you most all you just chip one over the top and he's in most most days so once he goes off it's like okay now we can just concentrate on Mane. you know now we can you know because he's he's a threat even when he's "Quote unquote," not playing well. Although he, I thought he did well today. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I hope he's okay. Uh, we, I don't know if we've heard anything, um, but yeah, I was absolutely bricking it. But thanks for Divi. He should he should stick around <laughs> for next season just because of this game and 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 the Ev. <laughs> cult, cult, cult hero. Well, we do have a question from Steve Pizza, which I will get to in a minute because I'm trying to. Get some order in this pod now. Gags just came in and spoke about how he was comfortable. You know what, guys? We need to start from the beginning. Team news announced. I want to get your thoughts. Cozy, I'll come to you because, of course, I think there was a lot of fume about, um, I think two players, Deja Lovren and, um, of course, um, Rob- there seems to be speculation that Roberto Firmino's season might be done as well. So Daniel Sturridge comes in. I'm not mad at Daniel Sturridge for starting against, you know, the, the likes of Newcastle. Um, nor would I be mad if it was, uh, you know, given the fact there's an injury. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this because this is a must win game now. You know, we're going for a title. So your thoughts on the, on the team selection and the midfield? Yeah. Disappointing that Firmino wasn't wasn't available. Mm. Um, it gives the impression that his injury is a bit more serious than I thought it was when he was on the bench at Boston. We was like screaming for him to be brought on. Um, so yeah, I was surprised to see Sturridge get the nod because um, um, lately Origi's been the um, the stand-in. Um, it wasn't it wasn't ever going to be Ginny as a force nine again um, at St James's Park. So I'm um, a little surprised to see Sturridge start, but. Um, I wasn't angry with it. He's got a great record against them, and um, with, with him and and Mane and Salah up top, I'm sort of confident that they could, you know, produce produce the goods. Really, um, the the problem I had was was more in defence um, with Lovrenstein. That pissed me off a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Matic was probably our man in the match um, against Barcelona. Yeah, um, in my view, anyway. I do uh, have a question about the defence from Steve Pizza, so we'll we'll hold off on that, yeah, and you can answer yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I wasn't happy seeing Lovren start, um, and the midfield. Um, it's what I expected. There's not really too much wiggle room um, there at the moment with uh, with the injuries that we have. Um, so Kate is out. Um, um, he's done for the season, isn't he? Um, and mm. I don't think Ox is quite right yet. Milana's injured. Um, not that you probably wouldn't get looking anyway. Um, so yeah. <laughs> just like you'd give him an honourable mention. <laughs> you give him an honourable mention. Um, and it's really probably with it, Mil- Milner or Hendo is probably um, what I was what, what I was thinking sort of before um, the announcement was made. But yeah, I wasn't surprised to see it being Hendo, Ginny, and um, and Fabino. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah, it was just it was just the Lovrenstein that I had I had a problem with, but mm. the rest was was sort of to be expected. It was, and I'm sure we'll get into the nooks and crannies of um, the defence as well, and you did touch on it, and we will answer Steve's question. Kev, what about yourself? I mean, team selection, given the fact that, you know, this is 
a must-win game. Um, were you kind of surprised with some of the inclusions? Um, I mean, a, a little bit. I, I kind of fall along the same lines as Cuzzy there. It's, mm. um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I might be biased because I'm a, I'm a Daniel Sturge supporter. But, um, and yeah, as, as Cuzzy said, it, he's got, I think he's got six or seven goals in six or seven games against them. So, you know, like he's, um, you know, he put, he tends to play well against them. I don't mind, especially if it's Mane and Salah next to him. I, I don't, I don't mind Sturridge up front. Um, I think, I know Origi has kind of been the boy, but he does a different job. You know, Origi runs the channels and kind of annoys the defense in sort of the same way our, our wide forwards do. And Sturridge, if you, you know, you watch the beginning of the game, he, he was playing really well. Good hold up play, good link up play. Um, I thought, I thought he did really well. So I, I didn't mind Sturridge starting, um, at all. Bit surprised. I thought we might see Shakiri. Um, but mm. once the, I saw the midfield, I was like, man, it sort of makes sense. So it kind of picks itself now that Kate is injured and, and, and all that may, yeah, as, as Cousy said, may have been Milner uh, over Hendo, you know, it was always going to be Genie and Fab and the same thing back line. I understand why Matip didn't play. Um, you know, it may just be, um, I'm assuming it's a rest thing. Uh, yeah. I think Gags made those points as well. That needs to rest him yeah. because he's probably played the last two games that we, we definitely yeah. have two games left and he'll definitely be playing both of them and he does need a rest. And, you know, I think that is a valid point as well. Right. And we don't really have anybody else unless you throw Gomez in, but he's not going to play two games in a row in four days. Yeah. So, um, so Lovren, he is what he is. We know what we get. Um, hopefully he's not here much longer. Nothing against him personally. I just uh, he's just not a Liverpool defender. Um, but yeah, no, he's just not a defender. I wouldn't trust him to flip and feed <laughs> yeah, my cat, let alone lead yeah. the defense. All right. But in, enough about that. That's just snide because I'll probably get in trouble. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, let's let's carry on. Okay, Dell said Klopp has cashed in one of his gold coins, um, John Wick style. I like that. Yeah. There's his marker. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about um, the game. Okay, so we, we saw the team. Let's talk about this because um, first up, uh, I think we've got to discuss the goals first. And um, I think the first one up, Kev, is, of course, um, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, corner and, you know, Virgil van Dijk. My God. Uh, you know what? I've lost count of how many headers he scored and goals. Yeah, he's... Uh... Which is quite good if you think about it. I think he has four or five this season, right? Something like that. Yeah. I think um, he scored two against Wolves, right? In the league. Yes. No. I don't remember. But yeah, he has, uh, I think he has four. Yeah. And uh, this one may have been his easiest. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. It was a good routine. You know, the, the defender just follows Mane and, and these all alone. But uh, um, but yeah, that was so easy. And it looked Gags so nice. Gags is one against Wolves. Oh, one against Wolves, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it just, I, I love a good headed goal. It just looks so good sometimes. And this one is a good way to start. And we were, we were actually, I thought we might start slow and, you know, it might be a little rough, but we, we started out really, really well, which is surprising how the game ended. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Great, great cross. I mean, great corner and, and great goal. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Cozy, I'm going to come to you because um, I was actually very, very nervous about Liverpool before this game because of what happened against Barcelona. You know, such a heavy loss as well. And I thought, how are they going to respond to that? How will they deal with that? And um, it was quite nice to see Liverpool get uh, like an early goal to kind of settle the nerves in a temporary sense. Definitely. Yeah, we were great um, early doors. I, I really liked the performance. We were bright, sharp, quick, incisive passing. Um, Sturridge looked nice and bright, dropping deep and played a couple of really good passes inside. 
Um, and we always we look dangerous from set pieces, but we tend to these days, uh, which which seems weird saying that about a Liverpool Liverpool side. Um, the goal was um, just looked straightforward, didn't it? Um, sort of lost them with movement. Uh, I'm surprised that Newcastle went with. Um, I haven't watched them much this season, but I was surprised that they went with um, a man marking system because Rafa Rafa was a you know was, a, was a, plan, had, had the zonal yeah zonal zonal master, but he went, he went man for man, and they completely lost lost them. And um, yeah, open header, really easy. Um, and from there, I thought we'd just go on from strength to strength, you know, and because we were playing really well. So just sort of, I, I didn't see the game that panned out happening, you know, in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, and no, I absolutely completely agree with you. Okay, let's carry on talking, and of course. Um, they equalise. Um, such a ridiculous goal to kind of give away as well, the way they kind of just pass it across. And, you know, again, this is where we talk about the defence. And, um, you know, Steve, Steve's question is literally um, what, what was... Um, what was up with our defence there? What were the key problems? Um, you know, at times it just... Um, it was just slow to respond. So I am going to come to Kev first on this one. Kev, I mean... I felt like there was so much space. I felt like, you know, the fact that they could just just cut through like that, you know? Yeah, I don't know what we were doing because we were just so – I was uh, – as Cuzzy was just saying, I was like, I was, oh, wow, we might win actually because I was worried about this match and the way we started it was like, I, all right, we might win this 3-0 and just, you know, waltz through this and go home and get ready for Barcelona. But it obviously didn't pan out like that. But something just happened because it was just chaos. And – um, part of that something was Lovren, but there, I mean, there was a bunch of mess at the back and after they scored it, it was, it was worse. I just, I, I tweeted during the game, like, remember when we used to defend well, because <laughs> we used to be really good at this, but, uh, the past few games have not been, not been great. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. That, that their goal was a, a bit of a mess. He's just so alone. Uh, he has so much time. And then, you know what, though, in hindsight, I'm glad they scored it because, of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold was on the line, and yeah, we know yeah, what happened that, there. Yeah, yeah, that may have not gone well as well. Mm, but yeah, so we may have got one away with a bit there. Um, yeah, it might be actually fortunate they scored that first one, but um, but yeah, I mean, do everything you can to stop the goal going in, right, Trent? Um, <laughs> like Luis Suarez for Uruguay, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, just, it was just messy and it just looks so disjointed and it may, mm. you know, it, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Lovren fan. I put a lot of blame on him, maybe too much, but, uh, you know, I don't think the, the second goal is his fault, but the, you know, the first one, he definitely had a big part to play in that. And, uh, mm. but the rest of the defense didn't, didn't really, uh, didn't really look great either. So, uh, it was just a messy day all in all after the first, you know, 15 minutes or so. Absolutely. And Cuzzy, I'm going to come to you because um, it's mad how, like, you could put, you could just change up the centre back pairing and there seems to be chaos and uncertainty in in the back four. And now, even so, Alison kind of be a little panicky as well today. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on the goal and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll just talk about the defence whilst we're here. Yeah, um, there was a strange, I mean, I spoke about the first 15 minutes and how sharp we looked. And then between sort of 16 and 20, it went sloppy again. I, I, I don't know what for what reason. I don't know if we got complacent or we thought it was going to be easy or what, but um seemed to be architects of our own downfall. Obviously, you got the back pass from Lovren, which was bad. Um, Alison sort of compounds that. He, he, he plays the pass out. I think it's to Ginny, um, who makes a silly first-time pass back to the keeper. 
um, if my memory serves me well. And from there, we're just a bit all over the place. Um, the goal sort of comes from that phase of play. Um, and then obviously you get them confident, you get the crowd involved, and then you, 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 that, you're now in a position where um, you have to sort of settle yourself down and try and sort of take this, this, this thing out of the atmosphere and this thing out of the opposition. Um, I think Rondon had um, Lovren in all sorts of problems as well. Virgil didn't couldn't look, deal with his physicality as well. It's just like not, you're just bullying him. Oh God, he's he just, yeah. just couldn't deal with it. He couldn't deal with him he's at all, whether, the, whether it was in the air or or to his feet. Lovren just couldn't. He just couldn't get to grips with him. And um, Virgil didn't look his usual commanding self. Um, I don't know whether it's. I mean, it seems unfair to blame. You know, you put Lovren in a defence, and it looks, you know, it, it looks a mess, and and it, you know, it's easy to. And blame, and you know what? In in defence of Dejan Lovren, he's not really played. Like, you know, like, he's not found his rhythm again since Matip no. has been pretty much first choice. So, you know, you've got to give him that benefit of the doubt yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want to give him all the blame, but, yeah, it, it looked... We were definitely not solid. And any time Newcastle got into the our, our defensive third, they looked dangerous. Um, I was worried they were going to create. Whereas, you know, first sort of two-thirds of the season, maybe first half of the season, where we were so good defensively and just really comfortable... Um, and I don't remember many times in those sort of first um, part of the season matches where we had sort of spells in games where it looked like we were going to sort of concede any time the opposition attacked. But that's how it definitely <laughs> that's how it looked today. And any time they got in our in, in our half, I was I was really I was really really worried. Um, and I've started to get in quite a bit nervous when our centre backs start playing passes back to Allison as well. His his passing hasn't been as good as it was in the first part of the season. Um, and yeah, so that sort of com- com- compounded it really. Um, our, our poor defending and getting and get them confident at the same time was definitely a recipe for disaster. No, for sure. And Kev, I come to you because you know if we speak, you I think something that we really kind of lacked against Barcelona was um, you know um, industry and um, creativity from the the wide positions and I know Robertson was running up and down but his crossing was a little bit off but Trent Alexander-Arnold was back today and of course we said he you know he 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 took the corner and of course let's talk about the second goal because um you know first of all um gorgeous little back heel from I think Daniel Sturridge to Trent Alexander-Arnold and he just yeah. puts in this stunning cross and you know he's easy easy as anything for Mo Salah I mean you know he he was somebody that had a good game for me today yeah, they. Uh, I, I loved everything about this goal because one, I like Sturridge and, and Trent when he's on his game. It's just I. Th- I can't remember who said it. We were kind of chatting during the match in, in Discord and said, you know, for some of Trent's sort of defensive frailties, which is fine. He's so young, you know. He he's so good with the ball. Sometimes that it kind of just makes up for everything. And I, he like hesitates at first. I thought he was just going to take the pass, but he takes an extra step and then just like curls in this absolute beauty and and Salah's still got a ton to do and and you know that's instinctive and what a great finish um and that kind of calmed everybody down which was fun we're like okay we're, we're back this is basically the one nil again let's start over and then you know eventually chaos reigns but uh but at that point in the in the match everything was was looked pretty pretty good and and it's a great goal for Mo he scores a lot of big goals and uh I think Brundish has a tally of like 30 or 34 over the past two seasons or something like that. He, whatever he calls a big goal, I'm not sure, but, um, 
yeah, it's just uh, it's a great goal. It's a great goal from everybody. And, you know, Sturridge getting mixed in after, you know, not really playing that much and, and kind of uh, being intricate with the rest of the team is uh, is important. You know, we need a guy like that. Um, we'll probably need a different guy next season. Um, but, yeah, great goal. Great finish by Mo, and he's he's back to scoring. Um, and hopefully he's he's okay for <laughs> next season, let alone, you know, the end of this one. For sure. And um, I've just... I'm just reading some of the comments here because I'm trying to multitask and this woman is not very good at multitasking. But um, when we were speaking about um, Matip Gags has come in and said, what I love is the myth that Klopp had a loving with Lovren who's like completely like been flattened. That's totally gone. Matip, um, Matip is, uh, is in uh, because he deserves it. Klopp keeps the guy in that is doing well. See Gomez at the start of the season. I think that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people thought that he had this... Um, this kind of loving with Dejan Lovren, but it just seems to be like the players who play well and, and, and you know, they, they get their, their chance. And, you know, the two of them have shined and excelled, you know, in Gomez and Matip. Right, Kuzi, I'm going to come to you. Speak to me about that goal because Trent Alexander-Arnold, I mean, last time I think you were on, um, I think both him and Robertson got like two or three assists each, two assists each. I can't think who we were playing, but we beat someone four and they both got two assists each. So talk to me about um, Trent Alexander-Arnold and, um, you know, just how lovely that Marcelo goal was. I think what I loved was the fact that Liverpool just constantly responding at this point. You know, first half, they, they get two. Yeah, when we played our football, we really played some nice stuff in that first half and um, sort of shook off the cobwebs a bit um, from conceding that goal and it was a nice move, but good, nice little back heel from Sturridge and he'd done a, a few of those sort of nice bits of play um, uh, today. I mean, he wasn't involved in the game as much as I would like. I thought he was quite good in the first half, though. Yes, the fir- fir- first half he was good, but I, you know, I, I wanted a bit more, but from what, what he did was... was um, was he, he did some he did some good stuff and some good yeah. incisive passes. He was involved, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, he was, involved. he was involved. Um, the back heel was nice. The, the, uh, Carragher called the cross Beckham-esque, and I, I definitely agreed it was. Shout out to the Newcastle defense for leaving Mole absolutely on his own in the penalty area. <laughs> that's, that's, we, we we love to see that, and um, it's not often you see a first time right footed finish from him. Um, it was a volley, right? Um, side foot mm. nicely into the corner. Um, it, it sort of caught me by surprise that he took it so early on his right, um, and beat the keeper. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lovely finish. And again, uh, once we scored that, I thought we'd go on. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> was it wasn't to be, but we just looked comfortable. I mean, um, a comfortable in that when we were on the ball, it looked like, you know, we could create. You know, we looked like we were playing well when we, you know, when we had the ball and we was, you know, in in and around Newcastle's uh, final third. So I, I didn't see a problem in creating more chances and scoring more goals. It's just that we looked a bit runnable at the back. But um, yeah, at, at that stage, I, I was still pretty confident watching the game, to be honest. It's mad you say that because soon as they went 2-1 up, maybe I'm just so used to Liverpool. I was like, I'm confident now. I'm calm. I'll cool. I'm going to just sit back and relax now because I cannot see Liverpool throwing things away or screwing things up or giving me, <coughs> you know, anxiety attacks. Um, but that wasn't the case. We'll talk about the goals in the second half. I think what we need to do is kind of discuss positions. And I think one of the things that I noticed in the second half was, um, let's talk about this. And uh, Cousy, I'll stick with you first. Midfield. Um, I felt like they just didn't, there was almost like a lack of control 
in the middle of the park. And also I felt like, and I always say this, the disconnect between the attack and the midfield, like an attacking midfielder was really, really something that we're really deficient in. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, it's it's hard for me to sort of analyse how I thought the midfield player. I just thought it was a bit weird. Like, I start off with, with, with Fabinho, and um, I've sort of noticed in, in his last few games that he's been a bit more safe with his passing. Um, less less um, sort of vertical passes... And like at the beginning of the season, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah. L- less vertical passes through the pitch and little dinks over the top. He's not really been doing that anymore. So he's less creative. That's probably down to instruction. Yeah, I was just um, going to say, yeah. Hendo p- played a little bit wide. So he wasn't really getting involved with mm. the midfield build-up play in the middle. And he wasn't really linking with the forwards either. I think he was playing a bit too wide. Yeah. And, and Ginny, Which doesn't suit him at all, in my opinion. I'm not sure what to make of his performance. It's a bit neither here nor there. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a strange one. I, I'm not going to say we, they didn't have control because you know we were we did sort of dominate the ball. I think I, what as, as far as as far as I, I saw in the first half, especially we did did dominate the ball. Mm. Um, but maybe the fact that they looked dangerous any time they got in our half was to do with the midfield. So that that might be sort of a, um, sort of a, a point in that direction. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a strange one. It, it wasn't cohesive. We didn't have that, you know, Kate has been playing really well lately. We didn't have that sort of, you know, synergy between attack and midfield. So yeah, it, it was a bit of a, um, it was a bit of an off one for our, our midfield unit. And, you know, I love Fabinho, but um, yeah, he's um, been a bit safe lately. And then there was a few times where um, Sturridge would drop deep and there'd be an open channel to, you know, for any of the midfielders to just pass him the ball, Fabinho especially. And um, at times he was screaming for it, and he was being ignored a lot. So I don't know if they're under instruction not to play, not to play vertical passes through the midfield at risk of of it being cut out and being caught on the counter. Maybe that's a, a sort of instruction from from the coaching staff. I don't know, but um, I thought we, I thought we were lacking that today. And um, yeah, um, so so yeah, it was a bit it was a bit strange on on that side. But we still looked like even even though they were a bit safe. Still, we still looked like we could create chances in that first half. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Mm, absolutely. And Kev, I'm going to come to you because what I found was um, in the second half as well, there was a lot of spaces. Yeah. In the middle yeah. of the park, and I was getting really worried because yeah, I think I maybe that. I'm a little bit scarred because we literally just played Barcelona, but luckily this was Newcastle. And I think Del wrote something that Emma um, uh, Liverpool's in-game management isn't as um, was a little off today. I want to get your thoughts on the midfield. What did you make of that midfield combo? Because um, I feel like we really do lack and miss an attacking midfielder. Maybe we missed them, him even more because maybe a player like Roberto Firmino wasn't playing as well. I mean, that's something to factor in as well. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be a couple of things. I think, I think we do need sort of, we kind of always need that. The link. Yeah, that, uh, attacking midfielder, whether it be Keita or, you know, we were, whoever, we were after Fakir in the summer as well as, you know, we already had Keita. So somebody of that sort of ilk and you could see when Keita was starting to get his groove, how, how much that actually helps us. And plus he's kind of a, you know, a monster on defense, but, um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was as we said in the beginning. It was sort of like, okay, this is just the midfield because you know there's not many people left, so, um, and that's fine. Uh, I was just sort of. I think it was just 
I, I haven't watched much of Newcastle, but I watched a lot of Rafa back in the, you know, back in the day. And I just didn't expect them to press as high as they did at some points mm-hmm. during the match. And usually when a team that's sort of below top six level does that, you kind of just wake them out because they get tired eventually because they, yes. they don't really do it as much as we do it. Like we can do it for 90 minutes. They can do it for a half, you know, and, but they didn't. And we kind of got shaky and messy and there was not, and usually that's kind of where Henderson excels in these sort of basketball type games. I think we, we've talked about this before um, where it's just up and back and up and back. Cause he, he's got such an engine and he's, that's, you know, sort of his bread and butter. And he just wasn't on it today at all. And, you know, and as you guys were saying, the link between midfield and, and the attack wasn't, wasn't there at all. So, you know, that's where Sturridge is kind of getting involved, and that's kind of where Bobby kind of drops deeper and helps out a bit. And, you know, sometimes Mo does that as well, and they kind of leave Mane to, to terrorize the defense while everybody gets it sorted. And none of that happened today. It was just really, really messy and disjointed. And um, and just too, we, we didn't really, it, I know we kind of dominated the ball, but it never felt like we had control um, aside from the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really messy, and I just think we need we may need a couple more players, depending on how injuries go uh, going into next season, or you know, and how the cup competitions go in in the summer. We may need a player or two to kind of bolster midfield because if we're we're kind of down to the down to the bottom of the barrel here, and with the with the game, you know, one league game left, and and possibly one or two, hopefully mm-hmm. two Champions League games left. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it was an odd game. I don't. This is a really strange game for me to watch. It just didn't look. It didn't look like Liverpool for a lot of the time, and it it didn't look like New, Newcastle for a lot of the time. So, um, we were living in the upside down for a minute. But you know what, yeah, Kev, you've bit. made you've made a really good point there about needing players and needing options and. Cozy, I'm going to come to you on this because, you know, we always, I think in January, there was a lot of talk about we need players. And I think all of us were in the camp of like, we need reinforcements. It's important. It's crucial. And, and I think, you know, I've seen various people tweet throughout the whole game as well. And I think Gags is one as well, that if you keep playing the same players and you keep going with the same, you're overly reliant on certain players and they become injured and you're, you don't have a plan B because we're going to talk about Marcelo's injury. We're, we're just talking about what Kev said here. And you kind of look at like the injury to Naby Keita and Ox being out and, you know, all those things. And if you're competing with a team like Manchester City, who I'm not being funny, they are the Night King, uh, you know, in terms of like, they've just got an army of dead zombies. <laughs> I'm not putting any spoilers because I know you've not seen it. No spoilers, and I'm not gonna, yeah. yeah, but, but you know who the Night King is and all he's Absolutely. got to do is raise his arms and all the people come back to life. That is Manchester really City. Well. Yep. This, that is Manchester City. And like, it's, it's true though, isn't it? I mean, like that, you know, like, I think the lack of like buying more and more players could be costly. And that's not me having a fume at Liverpool because I think they've had a wonderful season. But there's the difference between being one and number two. Definitely. I mean, I think it's a, it's a bit of a miracle that we've got so far with mm. the squad that we've got. And not that I don't rate the squad. I think the squad. I think there's 14 or 15 really good players. Yes. Um, but there are so there, there are gaps there. there. There are sort of areas of, of, of vulnerability, and inevitably you get found out. I mean, we're not we're not going to be lucky like sort of Leicester when they won the league, for example, where all of their key players played virtually every league game. Um, 
they didn't have any other competitions um, that they had any any run in that season. They just played literally played the league games, and I think Chelsea had a season where which was similar as well. When um, um, I think it was Conte's first title. Well, it was Conte won the title? They yeah, literally first season, played yeah. about forty matches, and mm. you know Costa and all their main players just literally just played every game. Um, you know, it's been it's been the case this season where you've, we've had Salah, Mane, and Firmino play a lot of minutes. And at some point, they're going to get injured. You know, at mm-hmm. some point, it's very rare that you're lucky enough to just have them play flat out all season and never and never miss out. So you do have to rely on depth. Um, and unfortunately, our attacking depth just isn't there. Um, first, early part of the season, it looked as See, if... See, it could didn't. have been there, Cozy, because Shakiri was there and Sturridge yeah. was playing well. And had he kept the ma- match up, like people are mouth enough about Daniel you can't blame Daniel Sturridge. He's not played. He was so on fire and so up for it. Well, if you start one game in three months, exactly, you know, yeah. you're not really going to be sharp and, and on it. But there must be a reason um, why they're not why they haven't got the minutes. Like Shakiri, for example, played some good, decent amount of minutes between say September and December. Right, he was like the fourth attacker. He, he'd, he'd start some games or he'd come off the bench in in, in others. And then, and then he just stopped getting picked. Like, just stopped getting picked. <laughs> um, and um, with 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 um, with Origi and and Sturridge, their you know their um, their minutes has just they've been fits and starts all season for the pair of them. So you know we don't really have backup there. <clears throat> now, if you compare that to our midfield, where we've got I don't know six seven midfield players and they all get decent minutes. You know, Kieta, Milner, Fabinho, Hendo, Ginny. Um, I'm missing. I'm, I'm missing someone there, and they all get. They, they've all got decent minutes this season, and Klopp seems to have trust in them to rotate them in and out, you know. And doesn't really weaken us, you know. Our, our our performances, apart from some of the away games in Europe, have by and large been really good, no matter what midfield combination we we, we pick. So you look at that part of the, of, of the um, squad, the midfield, and you can see we've got the numbers, and Klopp trusts all of them because he, he picks them. That's not the case. In um in in attack, if it was the case in attack, I think we'd be making life a lot more easy for ourselves, definitely. And I'd like to be in a position next season where Klopp has five attackers, and he's happy to to he's happy to pick, you know, all of them. He's he's happy to go with if, if any which one of them. You can rest Salah, for example, and 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 start you know a, a, another player if if we were to I don't know sign of sign a winger or, or or a striker, play them instead of Salah, and you know. We're as confident um, that we're going to get the result. That's basically what what we what we want going forward. Because if you look at Man City's squad, you know the talent is there up front. They've got Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aguero, Sane, Mari, Mares, and Jesus. That's like six attacking players, and <laughs> all they rotate that. Most teams exactly. They rotate that. They've all played over two thousand minutes this season, and they don't really drop off. They don't miss a beat. You've had De Bruyne, who's been injured for like majority of the season. And look like they're going to get, you know, what they're going to get close to a hundred points again. Um, so, you know, it's if we were to get like I don't know, Firmino or Salah injured for like as as long as the Bruyne has been out, for example, we would really feed it. Um, so yeah, we we do need some depth, you know. We, and it doesn't have to be a sixty million pound superstar. We just need some quality and depth. And as you said, if that looked like that was going to be Shakiri, but it just hasn't proved to be the case. Um, but really, we just need some players that Klopp trusts. We we need more depth in that position, and that, I think that goes for both fullback areas as well. Because if Rob, if Robertson gets a bad injury, 
or is suspended for, I don't know, three or four matches, who have we got to come in and play left back? You know, we're, we're, we're putting round pegs and square holes again. And it's similar for, um, for the right back area as well. If Trent gets injured, we're having to put Gomez there, um, who, you know, is more of a centre back these days. <laughs> and, um, in February, I think both of them were injured. So we were having to play Milner there. So yeah. There are th- these areas of the squad that definitely need um, replenishing in the summer, I think. And going through the summer, there is mm-hmm. the, the Africa Cup of Nations is happening this summer, and the South American Cup is happening this summer, so they're all going to come back very tired. Oh, yeah. Um, so the beginning of next season, we're going to need an overperformance from the defense, I feel, unless we <laughs> start to fill in some holes. Um, I, I think as well, if he recruits, which I fully expect him to do so and he does exactly what you lads have said I feel like then there will be like obviously this season we're hoping that something magical happens and we of course win something that's what we all want but I feel like if he has those players that you both spoke about there Liverpool will be able to have those players to play in like the League Cup and the FA Cup rather than there being this amazing team and then this very mech team you know like the way Man City were pretty much going for the quadruple yeah. yeah, and exactly, if you've got that kind of squad, you don't have to sacrifice competitions, you know. Um, it, it was almost relief when we lost the Wolves in the Cup <laughs> because we knew what would likely happen if we got far in all competitions. So, um, so yeah, you, you don't want a, a Jekyll and Hyde team, you know, depending on, you know, leaving out one or two players, you know. It's actually mm-hmm. since that Cup game where Shakiri. Um, stop being picked. <laughs> Maybe the, that was it. We had the likes. It was did Curtis Jones play that game, and it, since then never had a look in. Um, um, Shakiri, um, Origi, yeah, a lot, a lot of those guys in that Wolves game didn't do themselves just um, didn't really do themselves any favors, and have not really been trusted since. And um, I mean, it's fair enough if Klopp doesn't like them. If Klopp doesn't feel that you know they they they're good enough or disciplined enough or not really carrying out his instructions, then he's within his rights not to pick him. But that just begs the question, we do need players that he thinks are capable of doing the job. So Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, right, let's get back to this game. Second yeah. half, um, Rondon, Cousy, you spoke about him, just an absolute fucking terror and a beast, just like thunder twatted it from my memory. I can't, I've not watched the, I've not replayed it. Um, but yeah, two all. I was absolutely shocked at this point. I was like, "Holy fuck! How do we do that? Why did we do that?" I um, I was watching it on um on a stream, and it's about two minutes um delayed, or maybe a minute delayed. Mm. So I saw I saw <laughs> the updates on Twitter saying no. <laughs> two two fuck's sake, and by then. We have the ball. When I, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, "Fucking hell, have they have they scored something?" <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm expecting the pain, um, but yeah, it was just a bit of a mess, isn't it? I mean, we conceded a couple of goals like that this season. It wasn't the goal we conceded against Leicester at Anfield, similar, um, where they get a corner, we clear it, and then it ends up. We try and run out of the box, and then it ends up coming back, and then unmarked player, and they score. Um, I think something, something similar against Leicester. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I don't know how you defend that properly because if you clear the ball, I think everyone's under instructions to clear the box. You know, to try and catch people offside, right? But Mane runs past the ball, 
and it ends up at Rondon's feet, who's not offside. There's a two or three Newcastle players that are on, uh, offside, but Rondon's not offside, and he just buries it. And it's a magnificent finish. Alisson, no chance. No and chance. Um, yeah, typical. Um, we always get players who, you know, score a handful of goals all season. Not really great finishes, but against us, they find, find in the bottom corner with ease. Um, but yeah, sickening that goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kev, I'm going to come to you because at that point, I had uh, the Crystal Palace game run through my head. <laughs> oh no, that's double hurt. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is it. You know, I'm ready. You know, I'm prepared. Uh, this has happened before, but <laughs> my God, my heart season. sank. And I was like, Rafa, do you stick here? Yeah, I told you. He's the, ba- he's the, he's the tough parent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what kind of goalkeeper stops the shot itself. Um, you know, Rondon's quite a good footballer, actually. Uh, mm. I think we were we linked with him a few years ago, maybe five years ago when he was a bit. Younger. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think under Brendan Rodgers, I think, right? Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me, but he, I mean, he's he's pretty good, um, and the ball just kind of sticks to him when he when he uh, when he plays. Uh, I think he would be better in a different era, but uh, yeah, you're not saving that shot. I can't even remember how we gave up the corner. To be honest, it mm. kind of went faster. I wasn't as delayed as Guzzi, which must have been agonizing, um, but. Uh, I don't remember how we gave up the corner, but yeah, we just we just didn't clear it, and then he's basically free. But you know that shot, there's there's nothing you can do about it after that, and that goes in, and I'm like, well, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be a draw, and as you said, you know, as we said earlier, I was kind of this is it sort of thing. But then the Podfather turned on the heater, I guess, and uh, <laughs> and it, the guys kept working and grinding, and um. Yeah, uh, so Steve Pizza said that Trent ran out of midfield and lost the ball and then got the corner from that. Oh, okay. All right, well. I don't, I Thank you for Steve Pizza and Gags Tandon, the Lord of Light, the Lord of yeah. Fire. He'll <laughs> yeah. like that. He yeah, will fire, fucking yeah. love that, yeah. Like okay. the trench, Gags. <laughs> yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, Kev, I'll stick with you because um, I am going to now talk about him. Um, the bittersweet stuff and uh, more Salah's injury. I mean, he he had to, obviously at this point Liverpool are committing, and you know they're too the two all they've got to pretty much go for it. Um, and uh, he, was it a Dejan Lovren ball and he got sandwiched between three players and he just got completely taken out or something, something along them lines, and um, just really awful. I mean, we we've not had any confirmation as to what's happening, but you know that was a, a huge blow. He was out. I was so. I can give you an update. I can give you an update. So, uh, he, he, it's a knock to the head that they're worried about. So no shot worried about first the recurrence of his old shoulder. It was a knock to the head. He's, I think they've been trained to players that if they get hit like that, they stay in the same position just mm-hmm. to be careful. So that's why he wasn't moving. And then, um, it, it was obviously serious because he was, I think he was knocked out for a bit. Yeah. Or at least initially when he hit his head. And then they said that he watched the whole, the rest of the game. In the, in the, in the, in the, in the dressing room. So he did watch it. And they're just saying that, um, they're being, they're being cautious with, they've just got to see what the results say now going ahead. So it's concussion protocol though. So yeah, yeah. It's got to be concussion there. protocol, hasn't it? Cause with what happened to, uh, to Carius, yeah. I think we've gone. And then obviously Fabinho, we've gone real. And then now the Tongan stuff going on last yeah. week. I think they have to be 100% careful, yeah. but there might be a chance he starts, uh, yeah. Uh, Barca, but he's, he'll definitely, I think he'll definitely be okay for, 
for yeah. um for for wolves like like fab fab was it just a week out wasn't it so yeah. uh let's hope that is nothing and he's back for tuesday but we'll see well thank yeah. you for that uh, okay so um but, uh, you know, um, in the game, um, just a massive blow, right? Um, uh, hopefully yes. everything what Gag said, everything, fingers crossed with him. Because, you know what, if he has another season where it comes to an end because of injuries, he's the unluckiest guy ever. Right. I would actually I was, break for him. When he went down, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, mm. what more can this guy do? He's been our best player for two seasons. He's been one of, if not mm. the best player in the league for two for two seasons running. And, you know, he just has to compete with his own teammates for who's the best. But, um, and he goes down and I was like sick to my stomach because he didn't move. Yeah. And either he was knocked out or as the gag says, they are probably trained to, you know, if, even if he was knocked out, if he wakes back up, he's not going anywhere. And I was like, it's one of those, you know, you just go like, get up, get up in your head because. Yeah. It's because I didn't know the protocol as well. I'm just like, shit, why isn't he moving? You know, one yeah. of them. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, and we've seen it before, you know, I've seen people get knocked out in, in the football mm. pitch and it's kind of sickening. And after Vertonghen, was that last weekend or this? It was against Ajax, wasn't it? Was it weekend or was it? I, I can't think who was it against. Yeah, um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, that was horrifying to watch because he literally collapsed like afterwards, like mm. like 30 seconds, a minute afterwards. Um, so, yeah, I think we are pretty serious about concussion protocol, but um yeah, it was sickening, and and it's not just selfishly as a fan, and and also as a human being, you know, he's a person, and <laughs> you don't want to see anybody get um injured like that on either team. But um, yeah, it's just the, the unluckiest guy ever. My guess is he'll, I mean, we'll hope for the best, but my guess is he'll be out Tuesday and he'll play in the final game of the season. But yeah, I hope he feels better. But after that, it was uh, you just see when your friend and your teammate, and you know, and somebody who's that important to the team goes down like that. You can see how it affects the rest of the team and, and it certainly played out um, in the rest of the game for that up right up until the end. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, it was pretty rough to watch. I hope no one has to go through that <laughs> anymore. Um, and I hope he's okay. For sure. I mean, cause have you got anything to say about um, the Marcella injury? I mean, I'm grateful for Gags's update because I was literally just sat here and thinking this is the bittersweet of everything. Yeah, I was worried, um, like Kev was saying, when he, he wasn't moving. Um, mm. You know, we just sort of stood on the side. And when they showed the replay, um, he looked like he got a really uh, nasty bang to the head. I think from the keeper's hip, I think. They hit him right on yeah. the top of the head. Mm. Um, which you know is runnable. Um, so, yeah, when he was just motionless, I was sort of really, really worried. But um, I was a bit less worried when he was a bit, when he looked as if he was in tears in on the stretcher. So he was awake. Yeah. And um, mm. just, I think, just, just emotional, you know, and, 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 you know, and saddened by, Not you know, again. having to come off <laughs> yet again in a big game. Um, I think it was, it was, I think it was more of a not again emotion from Sarah rather than him being in, 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 you know, in massive pain. So I was a bit more sort of, um, upbeat about, you know, how, you know, his sort of health, um, in terms of coming off. Um, it been, it would be really worrying if he came off unconscious, but that wasn't the case. So, um, really good news to hear that you know that he was alright in the dressing room and watching the game and whatnot. Um, I'm not sure what what the protocol is for. Um, is does he now have to miss? Um, is it seven days now that that he has to um, that he, that he can't that he can't play? Um, if it is proved to be concussion, is that is that a thing? Is that an actual ruling um, in place? I heard it was, but I, 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 it wasn't official. I just I think, sure. I, I think I read it somewhere. I think I read it somewhere. I have no idea. Day. 
I don't know. I, I think if it is oh. concussion, I think we have to just be careful with it. But if it isn't, if he's not showing any signs, then he should be okay. But we're going to have to wait, aren't we, till till Monday yeah. to find out whether he's in the squad or not. Yeah, they didn't They didn't take no chances with Fabinho. They gave him the full week, didn't they? Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll see whether he makes that decision with a player of the calibre of Salah, whereas midfield was at that point stacked with Cater about as well. Where's his decoy, the one that roams around Anfield in the full kit? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen him, right, Gags? Yeah, I don't think he'll produce the same level of football. Hey, how do you know that? I think I can give you a a 100% guarantee. Yeah. I've never seen him play, so... Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen him play. Yeah, okay. uh, Put on the Infinity Gauntlet and just get that time stone, turn it back, push Salah out of the way so that he just falls over rather than hits his head and we might be all right there. Yeah. There you go. Gags. And any any excuse to make an end games kind of reference, honest to God, I kid you not. I mean, Cozy, I come to you because of course Marcela does go off and you know he was in tears and it's good that what Gags told us but Diva Karigi comes on and um <laughs> I think, you know, um I think we've got to discuss what happened. Um he is um he's gonna he's a bit of a cult hero. <laughs> Um, I've got a love-hate relationship with Divi <laughs> because before he scored, I was thinking, you know, oh, what's he, what's he doing? The pitch is not going to do anything, and then, and then we get the goal. Was it own goal or was it his goal? Um, it probably doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, he's um definitely he does, he does get a few ropey goals, doesn't he? I mean, it happened against Everton with Pickford and his little goals. arms, and but I mean, yeah. I think where we've got to start off from is the fact that um, Shakiri took the set piece. Important. Absolutely, and I was saying, um, what the hell are you doing on the free kick getaway? Let Trent take it. Um, so it shows how much I know from set-piece delivery. And wasn't it, um, I read that, I didn't notice watching it, but afterwards I've, I've read some people saying that it was that it was Van Dyke that was um, showed a bit of leadership and told, yeah, actually told them, off. no, make, let Shakiri take it. Um, he wanted the in-swinger. And, um, and there you go. It was a really good delivery. Mm. Um, and whether it was Divock's goal or an own goal, it doesn't matter who's in the back of the net. And then um, from that moment, I was I was confident that we would win again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the, I didn't have the feeling that Newcastle were going to go up the other end and score. Um, you'd think I'd learned my lesson after seeing like Crystal Palace and some other games, but um, it just had a feeling of we've done it about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because the goal was I wasn't expected to actually score. I kind of if we mentioned it earlier. And um, by then, I, it didn't look as if we were creating anything, and I'd, I'd kind of given up. Um, the, the, the white towel was ready to be thrown in, <laughs> but yeah, um, we got the goal and um, pandemonium. But I, I just want to—I just want to mention because I don't think we mentioned it before, even before they scored the equaliser. That Sturridge miss that mm-hmm. had a um, oh. that had a here we go one of those days sort of ring to it. That miss. Um, so you miss a chance to make it 3-1 they equalise to make it 2-2 then Mo goes off injured it just had that you know that sort of rotten feeling about it but yes, these, yes. Lads, these lads are turning to sort of turn all those bad omens on their head aren't they and um, yeah managed to get the third fantastic fantastic yeah Kev um, I want to get your thoughts on, on the third goal I want to know exactly what happened did how did you celebrate um everything every feeling and were you like cuzzy when we scored that one were you like yes this is it now we've done it 
Yeah, I, yeah, I was actually. The celebration was sort of muted. I was sort of because uh, I had the as Cuzzy said after Sturridge misses that chance and you pick him to score. You know, he's such a good finisher. But um, and it was a lovely passage of play as well, and yeah, had he scored that, that was, a great team goal. It would have been a great goal. Yeah, that's mm. where, you know it needed to finish at the end, but. Um, you know, they come up the other end and then it's 2-2 after Rondon just lashes it. And where, and it did feel like that, as you said, like sort of the palace, you know, and it, um, so when Origi scores, it, for me, it wasn't, I didn't really, uh, celebrate. It was more like disbelief. I was just sort of staring. <laughs> and, um, you know, and usually I, I scare the, sh- the hell out of my daughter when they score, but like I was so muted at this one and, and my wife kind of went like, what's happening? And I went, we're winning. And she went, oh, like, <laughs> I, I think, Gag, like, said, yes, I think you know, Gag said before the pod, um, he's the most like pointless kind of player in a sense, but he's scoring like these really important goals. He just goes, it's absolute madness. I know. It just makes no, it makes <laughs> no sense. And I just want to keep him because it makes no sense. So like if he comes in and scores a 90 minute winner again, season, that's enough for me. But but to come and do it here in the 85th, and I always forget how large he is until I see him play because he, yeah. he can one he's a big dude he's athletic and you know and he can he, he can get up there and uh, yeah I don't care if it's an own goal it looked like it was on target and it looked like it was his goal until I saw sort of the replay but yeah it was a sort of very muted celebration. Did it come me. off? Lich- was it Lachelle's? I think it was. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the guy who was marking him, but. Um, I don't care. Everything I've seen, we It doesn't matter, does it? And yeah, so Van Dyke calls off Trent and, and tells Shaq to take the uh, to take the free kick, and it's a great one. And we know Shakiri can hit him. Um, but uh, yeah, Jurgen had a pretty good day with his subs, didn't he? Uh, mm. Which is you know, you know rare. <laughs> Sometimes we just kind of throw subs on because. But these actually all, you know, all three pretty much combined. Uh, I mean, Kev, you wrote something in the chat box earlier, and I can't scroll to it now, but it was something about, you know, Virgil van Dijk's play oh, calling. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Kennett, Dan Kennett put on Twitter, I couldn't pull up the tweet, but uh, Dan Kennett said that Virgil van Dijk's play calling is better than Tom Brady's. Um, because he literally call, <laughs> he calls that for the winner. It must feel good, and uh, it's good. Somebody stepped up, you know, another. We have a, a few leaders on the team, but van Dijk is certainly probably the loudest voice maybe but um yeah it's a it's a good it's a great feeling and uh it was such an odd game but i'm happy the way it ended for sure for sure i think guys that's pretty much the end of um this part okay steve pizza <laughs> taking a piss out of me because i pronounced LaSalle's name awfully wrong you know what if you think I'm bad you should hear my mum trying to pronounce Arsenal players names <laughs> you've not lived that's all I'm gonna say it just runs in the family it's genetic you're just gonna have to deal with it <laughs> <laughs> another surname another word yes absolutely guys is there any final thoughts you want to share with the with um with us before we call it quits on this one. Uh, Cozy, I'll come to you. Anyone that you think deserves an honourable shout-out or something in the game that you feel needs mentioning? Um, just the overall character of the team. You know, it's mm. just fantastic. You know, after a really disappointing result, good performance, but really shit result in Barcelona. And to sort of brush that aside and come again in this game, you know, suffer adversity again with those injuries and come again and get the winner. Um, you really have to tip your hat to this team 
Um, they're doing some incredible things this season. Kazi, talk about the uh, tweet you just posted, mate. I think it's good to give yeah. that info out. Yeah, so um, so I mentioned um, about the sort of FA's protocol for um, for, for concussion, and um, you know I don't I don't know the full rules, but I just sort of done a quick Google search and and I, and I found this sort of PDF from their website, and um, there's a six stage um, sort of protocol um, if you're suffering from sort of symptoms from from concussion, and um, so for 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 um, for under 17s and under 19s, I think it's a 12-day and return sort of um, process for for adults. So for the first team, it's six days. It looks like so you've got um, stage one initial rest period, um, which is a day, and then stage two like exercise, which is another 24 hours. Stage three football specific exercise. Stage four non-contact training. Stage five full contact practice, and stage six, which is another 24 hours, is your earliest return to play day. So it looks as if the earliest you can come back after suffering from concussion is uh, is six days, um, but you know that depends on whether he's actually you know um, he's actually has a concussion. You know that that hasn't been confirmed yet, has it, Gags? No, it hasn't. No, and that's the that's going to be the key driver here. If he gets yeah. confirmed as that is now concussion, then we don't see Mo till next Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I think so. I think with I think with Fabinho, they um, they they gave him they gave him the full week. So I, I think that was um, sort of deemed a concussion. Fabinho's injury, and then um, he came back. Was it seven or eight days later? Um, so yeah. So if 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 Mo has to miss Barcelona, that just makes that task even more daunting, doesn't it? But fingers crossed. Um, he's. I mean, the the main thing is that he's okay, really, because you know the player's health is paramount. Um, once he's okay, then we start worrying about you know whether he, he can play and perform and that sort of our chances in the games, etc. Um, but yeah, at this stage, so probably a bit more concerned about his health rather than you know um, him playing on 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 Tuesday, for example. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll listen out for news as, as to whether he's actually sort of diagnosed with the concussion and take it from there. Absolutely. Um, let's watch this space and hopefully um, we hear some good news. Kev, what about yourself? Any final thoughts from the game? Anything you'd like to share? Uh, just to, as I was saying before with the with the subs, sort of an honourable mention for James Milner and being such a bastard when we need mm-hmm. him. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he was doing it against Barcelona as well. Um, and who seems like such a nice man. Um, and he would be a laugh to hang out with. He um, sometimes on the pitch, he does the things that you need somebody to do. And we were discussing to, in, on Discord during the game that we kind of needed to, because Newcastle were really getting into us, and it was getting kind of a, uh, I don't know if it was getting to us, but certainly it was getting close to injury. And, and there wasn't too much the ref was doing about it. But then Milner come on and kind of you know took charge of that sort of job, and and he he does it relatively well. So. uh you know, half a half a shout out to Milner and and to Klopp for for three subs that had impact and and ultimately got us a win. Absolutely, I think for me as well. Uh, I think because he touched on this as well. I thought the game against Barcelona was so physically demanding and taxing, and the fact that they come out here against Newcastle, which was probably psychologically draining, given after being 
you know, in that spin cycle with Barcelona for to, them to come out and seeing you, one of your best players get injured and, you know, like you can see two goals and it's, it's like a tough place and it, and, you know, everything doesn't seem to be going your way. And for them to kind of show the professionalism and maturity that they did, um, I have to give them a lot of credit and they're going to have to go through this all over again on Tuesday as well. So, you know what? You've just got to give them so much credit. Guys, that is the end of the Nina Kaza show. Um, I want to come around. I want to get your man of the match if you've got one. It's really hard for me to kind of call this one. It's really strange, but we will try. Cuzzy, anyone that you think deserves to be man of the match? Um, um, a toss up between Trent and Robertson. I thought mm. they played really well. Um, mm. I'd probably give it to Robertson. He didn't get the assists, but I think his overall game was was um, yeah, he was really impressive. So I'll give it to him. Nice. And what about yourself, um, Kev? Um, maybe a bit different direction. I thought about Trent. You know, two two assists. I think right, right off. The and back. holding the right hand side with Adrian Lovren. Yes, exactly. Also, yeah, you have to <laughs> give him extra points for that. Um, but, and then I thought about Origi for a laugh, but, um, I'm going to say Van Dyke for, uh, the goal and then the play call that ultimately gets the, the final goal. Oh, so, they're both so Angel. good. They're both so good. Oh, this is so t- tough. Okay. From them two, I will give it to. I'm going to give it to, um, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to, I'm going to put another name. I'm going to go Trent Alexander-Arnold for the reasons why I just said two assists. Um, although some would argue that he should have been, non-Liverpool fans would say he should have been sent off, but I can't imagine many non-Liverpool fans listening to this podcast. And if they do, <laughs> you've got a lot of spare time on your hands, like what you do with your life. So I'm going to give it to Trent Alexander-Arnold for the two assists. And of course, um, you know, it must have been quite difficult for him to kind of hold on to his defensive um, duties um, with um, the things that were happening with Dejan Lovren today. So yeah, that's my shout. Um, guys, if you're listening, let us know who your man of the match is. All of them were excellent shouts, in my opinion. Both these two lads put in a really good shout. So let us know. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your questions. Awesome subscribers. Thanks for joining in live. A massive thank you to these two. But before I let them go, plugs, plugs, plugs. Cozy, I'll come to you first. What would you like to plug? Um, nothing in particular, to be honest. Um, hopefully, we have a European Cup final um, that you can invite me on in any show that we have after that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I, I don't really have any, any anything else going. No, no articles writing at the moment. Just still plugging away on my um, my my old novel. Um, <laughs> still, still 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 battling that out, struggling to find the time between work, um, parenting, and all yeah. the rest of it, life, and and that. So um, yeah, but um, no, I'm desperate to be back on the show to celebrate um, a win of some sort. So hopefully that's to come. You know what? If we make any final, your name's down because, you know, got to win, and I? Uh, it's just one of them things. Uh, what about yourself, Kev? <laughs> um, yeah, no no real plugs for me except uh, just to say this has been one hell of a ride and <laughs> two games to go, and uh, this is one hell of a team, and, you know, even if we don't end up with what we want, um, you can't really take solace from that, but uh, we're definitely headed in the right direction, and. Um, yeah, this has been fun. Can't wait to be back. Hopefully we have something to celebrate. And uh, yeah, have a good time, everybody. Up the Reds and on to the last two. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that the Reds.
have something on the last day, you know? Yeah, it's insane. I guess over to you, Brendan Rogers' teeth, because uh, they're our best shot at this. They are, absolutely. And um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you to these two. Um, before I go, um, I do a pod that I think you should listen to. If, like many Liverpool fans, you were a little bit down about the Barcelona result, do listen to Euro Incision. I had Jonathan Northcroft on, and believe it or not, I found it strangely therapeutic just speaking to him, talking about the game and what the Reds have to do. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but, you know, um, he gave me some hope. Uh, so do check that out. But there is some awesome, awesome content on the free side and on AI Pro side as well. There's a Tactics Weekly as well, which um, has been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback. And um, so, yes, yeah, just keep it. Just keep it, and of course, Mo will be on the spot as well, and the post-match role, which will be happening for this game as well. So do check all them out. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, take care, and um, one more to go, people. One more. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Till next time, up the Reds. Podcast Network.